بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائد الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد marriage is a blessing whether you see as that or not that's a different matter but the reality is marriage is a blessing and this is a blessing from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's something we don't think about often and maybe we've not thanked allah for this ni'mah there's many people who are who don't have this blessing who want to get married but they're not and those who are have we ever taken the time out to when we thank allah for the other blessings that oh allah this is a great ni'mah you have granted me i thank you and i praise you for it and not only is it a blessing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it is one of his signs. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا From amongst the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that from within you, Allah created your partners, your spouse, your husband, your wife was created from within you. So from the husband, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from Adam alayhi salam, he took out Hawa. And then he goes on to say, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ So marriage is a sign of Allah, number one. Next Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he has created your spouse from you. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً When you get married, Allah says that he has placed love, he has placed mercy, he has placed peace, he has placed tranquility. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning that he has placed these things. If you, when you get married, these things are placed in your marriage. Peace, tranquility, love, mahabbah. If your marriage and if in your household, there is no peace, there is no happiness. There is no tranquility. Allah is saying, Allah is saying marriage is a sign. He created your spouse from you. When you got married, Allah is saying, Allah placed love, mawadda, affection, tranquility, peace, happiness there. If now, two months later, two years later, 20 years later, there is no peace, there is no happiness, there is no contentment, there is no tranquility. That means it could be possible you have done something to eliminate that happiness, that peace. Because Allah is saying, I'm not saying. Allah is saying, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً How is marriage a sign? Well, the one way it's a sign is the ulama mentioned. Two strangers completely don't know each other. They come together. After the nikah union, what happens? You become each other's. So much so that the husband is willing to give his life for his wife. And the wife is willing to give her life for the husband. And the Prophet told us that this can reach you to a stage of martyrdom, shahada, 
The Prophet says, whoever dies defending his wife, whoever dies defending his wife will die as a shaheed and a martyr. This is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Two people had nothing in common whatsoever. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed the love, placed the mahabba, placed the tranquility. And now what's happened? They've become each other's. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us love within our marriages. Now what happens when a couple get married in the beginning, everything's fine. Generally, sometimes from the beginning, there's problems and then we have to eliminate. May Allah protect our households. But generally, this is the case. A couple have got married. Things are going well. Honeymoon period is over. Okay. Now, sadly, sadly, this is it's normal. It's not something that's new. What happens now? Oh, he's too boring. Oh, she's too boring. Our life is just a routine. We live like robots. We live in this house like strangers. We're like roommates. We live under the same roof, but we don't have anything in common. Uh, isn't the, these are the things that we're hearing very, very common, very, very general. It's becoming more and more normal. We don't feel this. It doesn't feel the same. When we first got married, it doesn't feel the same. There's no emotions left. In the beginning, you know, it was all exciting. It was all spiced up. It was fun. But now, you know, we don't feel the same. Obviously, you're not going to feel the same. Things have changed. But the, these are the kind of things that people are generally saying. And then the complaints start pouring in. And uh, in Arabic, we say that the asal finishes and then the basal starts. Okay, asal means honey. Basal is onions. Okay, those who understood Arabic laughed because you got it. Okay, the asal has finished and the basal has started. Obviously, it's going to be basal because you want her to cook for you. Obviously, there's going to be basal there now. And it's not going to be the same. In the beginning, it was different. Things have changed. Things have moved on. That doesn't mean we leave it. Because if you leave something, it becomes worse. It, it means that we now have to take active steps to develop this relationship, to bring back that peace and mawadda and rahmah. It's not just for the early days. This is till the last moment. And this is from the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So today, inshallah, in the short time that we have, these are just some random advices and tips. That if, for example, our marriage has become stale, from the Quran and the Sunnah, how can we bring back that peace, that love, that muhabba, that mercy, that tranquility, that happiness, that joy within our homes, within our marriages? And if our marriages, mashallah, are going well, how can we enhance them further? Mufti Taqi Uthmani mentions any steps that are taken to enhance the love between the spouses, this action is considered an action of the hereafter, not the action of the world. Meaning this is an ibadah. You will be rewarded for this. To bring happiness to your spouse, to increase the love within the marriage, to make things better for each other, to create ease for each other, to look out for each other, to hide each other's faults, to praise each other, to compliment each other, to be nice to your spouse, to their family, to their relatives. These are all actions from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So first of all, the lack of love and mercy in our marriages, one of the possible reasons, this is not the only reason, one of the possible reasons, remember Allah says, I place love, mahabba, mercy, everything was there. Now it's gone. When we study the Quran and the Sunnah, we learn one of the possible reasons for the lack of love and mercy within our marriages is the committing of sins. There could be something we are doing, I am doing, he is doing, she is doing, 
due to which that mahabba and the love which was there, now it's gone. Why? Maybe because I'm missing my salah. Maybe I'm involved in riba. Okay, I'm involved in interest. Maybe my sister's not particular with her hijab. Maybe we are consuming haram. And as a result of this, the Quran tells us whenever no musibah, no bala comes to this world, except as a result of a ma'asiyah that has been committed. And there are many other ayat and verses that speak about this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, Man those who turn away from Allah, who turn away from Allah's remembrance, Salah is a means of remembrance. Obeying Allah is Allah's remembrance. Fasting in Ramadan is Allah's remembrance. Fulfilling the commands of Allah and abstaining from haram is Allah's remembrance. If there are sins being committed by the husband or the wife, Allah says, You're going to have a miserable life. You could have everything. House is fine. Vehicles are fine. Jobs are fine. Income is fine. Children are fine. Everything is fine. But you're just miserable in your marriage. Allah is telling me and you, one of the reasons is it could be a sin that you're committing. So the first thing we need to do is make tawbah. This is the first thing. You want to fix your marriage? The first thing to do is make tawbah. Because the tawbah always opens doors. Tawbah is very simple. There's three steps. First of all, stop what you're doing. Stop the sin that you're involved in. Whatever it is, it could be you just sitting there and gossiping. You don't know, you're sitting there gossiping about X, Y, and Z and it's ruining your own marriage. This is, this is how it happens. So sins invite the wrath of Allah and it takes away the mercy and the rahmah. So number one, stop from the sin. Number two, you need to feel really bad about what's been done. Just regret the sin. And number three, promise to Allah that you will never do it again. And you will see, inshallah, if this was the cause, we will see the doors opening, inshallah. We will see the love and the mahabba coming back, inshallah. That's the first thing. A second cause, we look study, study the Quran. The second reason why we may not have happiness, love, mercy anymore in our marriages is because we're missing a key ingredient in our lives. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Man amila salihan min dhakarin aw untha wa huwa mu'min Allah says he promises you a beautiful happy life on the condition of two things one is iman and number two amalu salih good deeds optional good deeds so the fara'id in its place but if i'm not increasing i'm increasing in everything else but in my life there's no increase in optional good deeds this could also be one of the reasons why there is lack of love and mercy in my marriage. So this is a second thing that we need to focus on. Increase some of your good deeds. Recite more salawat on a Jummah. Recite Surah Al-Kahf as we just heard from the beautiful recitation from the Sheikh. May Allah accept. Um, try and fast some optional fasts, either Monday or a Thursday. Increase, give more It doesn't have to be loads, but do something to increase our good deeds because Allah has promised anybody who has Iman and good deeds, whether you're a male or a female, Allah says, Without a doubt, you will have hayatan tayyibah. You'll have a beautiful life. If you're finding that you're lacking in love and mercy in your marriage, and you don't feel the same as you did in the beginning, one of the things you can do, one of the advices from the Quran, to increase the love between the spouses, is to in introduce more good deeds on an individual level. You do it. Don't expect her to do it. 
she shouldn't be expecting him to No, you do it start with yourself so this is number two number three the third thing we learned is we need to have sincerity in everything we do including in our marriage you might think how is that how do you have sincerity we know actions are according to intentions everybody knows this hadith when you were getting married at that time you should have had an intention and most people don't have this don't worry it's not too late you can make the intention now by you having this intention your whole marriage life will be an ibadah whether you're in tesco ibadah whether you're doing the school run ibadah she's doing the laundry cooking ibadah whether you're visiting relatives and you don't want to be there but you're just going because it's your wife's family it's ibadah what is that at the time of nikah the intention should be sincere that i am getting married to this woman the woman says i'm getting married to this man why so that i can protect myself from haram and i can protect her or him from haram you have this intention your whole married life will be an ibadah every moment of yours you are living in ibadah 24 7 this is a worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is how we bring ikhlas within our marriages so even our nikah as a mu'min as a believer everything we do is for the sake of allah so our nikah is not just to fulfill our desires or oh, we're just doing it because i'm at that age and i'm going to get married oh i got married many many years ago why because everyone around me was getting married okay it's just the next thing that you do know every action of ours should be done for the sake of Allah our living our dying our waking up our evening marriage is a massive union it's a huge part of our life therefore have this intention if you didn't have it now have it now make it now and even if we've made it before keep renewing this that I'm getting married why or I am married why to protect myself from haram and to protect her from haram she makes the same intention and Allah will make 24 hours of yours ibadah then you will not feel drained out just because you have to be with your children on a particular evening because she wants to go out today instead of you okay and looking after your own children is not called babysitting by the way I, I, this is I find this really strange when someone says oh, I'm babysitting today. how can you babysit your own children that's your child those are your children every second you spend with your child is an ibadah you're the father Allah has given you this gift he will ask you regarding on the day of judgment it's not just the wife's duty it's your child not somebody yeah, if you're minding somebody else's kids that's babysitting yes but being with your spending time with your own children and you call it babysitting obviously you're not going to like it you're not going to enjoy it. you're gonna have this fear of I'm missing out on so much why because I have to look after my own kids they're your children you're getting reward for it this is your duty Allah has made you responsible for their tarbiyah for their upbringing may Allah give us the understanding so these were three things uh, to mention first of all which are known as the actions of the heart they're related to the heart first of all tawbah from the sins secondly good deeds and thirdly ikhlas in our marriages with the intention now a little bit more practical tips so first of all and, and this is probably from the sunnah you will learn this from the quran and the sunnah one thing that shines through again and again is good words just speaking in a good way makes a massive difference. Having affection in your tone, loving, caring words, just being kind with your words. Does it cost anything? It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost a penny, but it makes the world's difference. It makes the many a time a good word, a kind word is so much more meaningful than an expensive gift. 
You could shower somebody with so many gifts, but one kind word can make all the difference. The Prophet ﷺ, Many a times, the Prophet ﷺ said, words are very powerful. He called it a type of a magic, a halal one. Okay, Words are very powerful. They have a very magical effect on the opposite person. Just words of affection. Words of affection. Many people, okay, and, and this is something to learn. Love the love language of your partner. You should be studying this. You've got married. This is your duty. You should know now, what are the things that my husband likes? What are the things that my wife likes? Study them, understand. And accordingly, you give the love accordingly. Otherwise, what's going to happen? There's going to be daily clashes. Your children are going to be witnessing a fight every single day, which is very detrimental for their growing up, for their development, and for their mental health. And this is something children are witnessing every single day and we need to learn to avoid it. Yes, arguments do happen, altercations do happen. That is marriage, this ups and downs, it's like the British weather. In one hour you have all four seasons. That's marriage. But we need to ensure we're not doing it in front of our children because they're going to be growing up in a very unhealthy way, very toxic environment. Seeing this every single day, it damages their mind. It damages their upbringing. You might not see it, you might not understand it. But when they grow up, it has a massive, massive impact. This is why the ulama mentioned the greatest thing that you can do for your children, the greatest kindness you can show to your children, husband, father, you're being addressed. The greatest thing that you can do for your children is be kind to their mother. And to the mother, okay, to the sisters, your, the address is the greatest thing you can do and the greatest kindness you can show to your children is be kind to their father. And when the children see this growing up, it will make a massive difference. May Allah give us the tawfiq and understand. A sister was mentioning, it's been five years, my husband, in the last five years, she says, I've been waiting. He's not even said once to me that I love you. Not even once. And why? Because guys think, oh, I'm a guy. I, how can I say that? Was there anyone who was more of a guy and more of a man than the Prophet ﷺ? These were the true rijal. In the presence of Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, and other great men, somebody asked the Prophet, ﷺ, Who do you love the most? What was his answer? Ah, Aisha. I guarantee a lot of us would not be able to say, if I was to ask you now in this gathering, Who do you love the most? A lot of us would shy away from saying our wives' name. A lot of us don't even say our wives' names. A lot of us don't even call them with their name. Hey, this is, this is how we speak. Hey. Whereas the Prophet ﷺ had a nickname, two nicknames for his wife. One he would call her Humaira. Oh, the one with the red rosy cheeks. And Aish. He abbreviated her name, Aish. This is the Sunnah. This is the Deen. In the name of Deen, we've done so many things. And we're pushing people away from this is not from the Deen. Study the Sunnah, study the Seerah. How romantic was the Prophet ﷺ? He'd enter the house, he saw Aisha was drinking water. He took the cup and he said, Aisha, which part of the cup did you place your lips on? I want to drink from the same place. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This was our, your Prophet, our Prophet Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Al-Kalimatu Tayyibah, good kind words. Do you know before the husband leaves in the morning, my sister, you know, if you were to just say, I hope you have a really good day today. Hope everything works out. Safe journey. Two words have a safe journey. It's magical. These words mean a lot. They'll stay with this individual for the rest of the day. 
Oh, do you know that thing you were talking about at work? I just pray Allah makes it really easy for you. Yes, nowadays a lot of sisters work as well. Brothers can say the same kind of thing. I hope everything goes well for you at work today. Hope you have a good day. I hope the kids are not too much trouble today. I pray everything goes well. Just a few words. I'm going to really miss you. Just two, three words. And it makes the whole world's difference. Does it cost anything? This is from the Sunnah, Al-Kalimatu Tayyibah. Using good words. And this will, we will see when we introduce this, we will see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns. The missing love, the missing mercy that we're seeing, which is gone from our marriages. Al-Kalimatu Tayyibah. Sometimes the sister's talking on the phone. So she's talking to her own sister, for example. Like real nice, sweet, this and that, hi, bye, and all this kind of stuff. Then she sees, oh, incoming call, who is it? Oh, it's the husband. What's your problem? And guys do this as well. Guys, you're out with your mates, having a laugh, okay, having the time of your life, okay, and then all of a sudden you get a call, what's up? What's up? This is, this is how we've started to talk. With others, with others out of the house, we're perfectly fine. Within the house, it's terrible. And then we're complaining that I don't feel the same. The Prophet said, the best of you are those who are best to their wives. And he didn't just talk the talk, he walked the walk. He said, I am the best from amongst you towards my wives. He wasn't just a talking piece. He showed it practically as well. We can speak so nicely to the whole world. But to those people that matter, that woman who has sacrificed her entire life to be with you, who left her family, who left her friends, who left her everything. And she lost her identity. Many women get married, they lose their whole identity. They don't even know who they are anymore. Why? Because they've given up themselves for you. They've moved in with you, left everything behind. No friends remaining, no job remaining, nothing at all. Some have come abroad, left their countries as well. Would you do that? And then to treat them in a way as if they're a slave or they're a maid? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. So, and then to compliment. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam complimented a lot. Brothers, we need to learn to compliment. Sisters also, we need to learn to compliment more. Compliment her choice of clothing. Compliment her food. Compliment her upbringing of the children. Say good words, even if you don't mean it. The hadith, the sunnah actually allows you to lie just to bring peace in the marriage. Lying, which is prohibited and haram, just to bring peace and happiness in the marriage. You're sitting there eating the meal. You feel like being sick. You feel like biting your fingers off. And instead you say, this is such a delicious meal. I feel like licking my fingers. You're allowed to do this. You'll be rewarded. You will be rewarded. Why? Because this will bring mahabbah. This will bring love. This will return the mercy in the lives. May Allah give us a tawfiq. This is our deen. And then when the husband returns home, okay, he's been away from work. And remember, sisters, when your husband's at work, Melissa is also there. Joanne is also there. Shala is also there. Wendy is also there. And all of the others are also there. So you have to understand that he's been in that environment. When he comes home, and the first thing you say to him is, your kids are driving me mad. Welcome in a good way. Welcome in a good way. Yes, always it's not possible. 
But at least first impression, your first impression will set up what's going to happen for the rest of the evening. Same with the brothers. When you come home, when you take your shoes off, leave all your problems in your shoes. Don't carry them into the house. Otherwise, that's going to carry on for the rest of the evening, evening, the rest of the night. And learn to put your phone away. And be there, be present. We've lost presence. We've lost presence. And be kind in your words. A sister was complaining. She says, whenever we're sitting down, okay, in the evening, my husband, literally, the TV's on, we're watching. Every time a woman comes on the screen, whether it's the news, whether it's a movie, whether it's an advert, every time a woman comes on there, he points, he goes, look, that's a woman. You're not a woman. That's what you call a woman. That's a real woman. These, a lot of us, we don't realize we're very demeaning. Where does our sister go? Who does she turn to? The person who's supposed to love her the most is speaking to her in such a horrible way. Do you not, do you not realize Allah is listening to all of this? This is dhul. This is dhul. And Allah is listening to all of this. Again, same goes for the sister as well. It's both ways. So al-kalimatu tayyibah, speaking good words, saying nice things about each other, uplifting each other's spirits. Quran says, Hunna libasun lakum wa antum libasun lahunna. Quran says you are a libas. You know your clothes that you're wearing? What do your clothes do? Your clothes cover you. It beautifies you and it covers your defects. You don't know. I might have, I might have some defect on my arm. You can't see it. You don't know. And also, if I wasn't wearing it, it wouldn't look so. This beautifies and it also covers the defect. The husband is a clothing for the wife. The wife is a clothing, meaning when you go out into public, you cover each other's faults and you sing each other's praises. Brothers, the best way you can show kindness to your wife is speak highly of her in front of her own family. When her own family are over, whether it be her own parents, mashallah, it's the best gift you've given me. You've given a really good upbringing. Praise her. Praise her in front of her family. Sisters, the greatest thing you can do, praise your husband in front of his family. You will see the love that that creates. This is all from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu used to say, I like to adorn myself for my wife just like I expect her to dress up for me. We dress to impress the rest of the world, but the people that matter the most. Sister, if you're going to hang around in PJs all day, Right, and not make an effort. Only when you go out for a wedding, when you go out for a meeting, when you go out for your friends, then you're going to dress up. But for the man that means the most to you, then, you know, it's not as if that's a license, but then we understand why a lot of people start looking here and there. Similarly for the husband and the guy as well. It's not one-sided. We can't put all of the burden on the sisters, expecting them to do all of the effort. We are also responsible. Ibn Abbas, a Sahabi, is saying, I like to adorn myself, dress up for my wife, just like I would expect her to do it for me. These were the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You know, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam praised the women. And he said to the women that if a woman does three things, she will enter from any of the eight gates of paradise. Number one, if a woman performs her five times salah. Number two, if she remains chast. She's not immoral, she remains chast. And number three, she obeys her husband. The hadith says she can enter from any one of the eight gates of Jannah. Now many of the brothers cling on to these kind of hadith and say, well, she doesn't listen to me. She doesn't respect me. Do you respect her? Are you mindful of her? 
Because Hal Jazaul Ihsani illa Ihsan, Quran says. If you're nice to somebody, they'll be nice to you back. And that's a rule. That's a simple rule. And what brothers tend to say, when something happens, brothers tend to say, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm paying the mortgage, I'm paying the bills, uh, you know, I'm feeding you guys. So what? So what? People say, I, I pay the bills. So what if you pay the bills? What, you, you think you're doing somebody a favor by paying the bills. That's your duty. Nafaqa and sukna, Quran tells us. Maintenance, that's your, you chose to get married. When you choose to bring a woman into your life, Allah puts this duty upon you. You are responsible for the bills. You are responsible for the household. You're responsible for shelter, for clothing, for food. That's your duty. You're not doing a favor. If we're going to go around as if we're doing favors to people, it's not going to work. That's not a favor. That's your obligation. If you don't do it, Allah will question you about it. Yes, within the marriage, there's mutual understanding and we help each other out. That's fine. But the duty is of the man. The man is responsible for providing the food, for providing the shelter, providing the clothing. From the sunnah, from the sharia, three things. If a woman wants to prepare the meals for you in a nice way, she's being kind to you, not you being kind to her. Because that is your duty. When you go beyond that, then you will see, of course she will be, show kindness towards you. Of course she will uh, repay you back. And one of the most damaging things within our relationships is posting everything we do on social media. You've just come back, you know, hashtag summer vibes. Okay. And you're on your like your third or fourth vacation of the year. Summer vibes. Okay. And you put that picture up and there could be hundreds and there are hundreds and thousands of brothers and sisters who are going through turbulence in their marriages. And they'd be anywhere else but to be within their own homes because their homes have become a hell. And you're posting that. What's happening to you? Two weeks later, your marriage is breaking down. What's happened? You got the evil eye. Another evil eye. Therefore, your lives, keep it to yourself. Keep your lives to yourself. Keep your high moments to yourself and keep your low moments to yourself. My sister, anything that happens, you don't go running to your mom and tell her everything. You need to learn to filter. Because when you involve the parent, look, their parents are parents, but they're going to be biased. They're going to take your side and they're not going to see the full picture. So a message to my sister and the brothers as well. Got some mummy boys, haven't we as well? So again, it works both ways. Don't run to your parents every two minutes and tell them every you're married now. This is between solve it between yourselves. Solve it between yourselves and learn to move forward. Otherwise, we're going to have a society with so many broken homes. May Allah protect. May Allah protect. So these are, and remember, we are going through a time where people are saying, literally, we live in this house like roommates. He doesn't talk to me. She doesn't talk to him. They don't talk to each other. There's no communication. But was there anyone who was more busy than the Prophet ﷺ? No one more important, no one more busy than the Prophet ﷺ. However, we find every evening he would take out the time. Look at the hadith of Umm Zara, for example. Don't have time to go into that. That's a prime example. Aisha radiallahu anha one night wants to tell a story to the Prophet ﷺ. And he's there listening. And he's there. Not listening to reply. Listening to listen, just being there, listening to the opposite person, giving them your undivided attention, giving them your time without the phone. 
I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns peace and muhabba within our marriages. Those who are not married, I make dua Allah grants you a pious partner. Those who are married, may Allah grant us love within our marriages. Those who are married and don't have children and are desirous, may Allah grant you all pious children. Those who have children, we make dua Allah grant makes our children pious. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.